Well, I, eventually it is gone. And we'll, we'll end on that tonight, I think. That'll be a good place for us to end. It is gone. It's not abolished because he's not, he didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill it. So this shadow of the tree of death will stay with us until we hit eternity. So the facts of life here are this is a hard place. And we need God with us in it. And that's why he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. I am with you in this. And I understand what you're going through because I have walked where you have walked. I am with you in it. And I'm bringing you home. And so we stand at the cross by faith, not by sight. And we say, Lord, I accept what you did for me. And I believe that. And the minute I stand at the foot of this cross of death and resurrection, death and life, his eternal spirit enters into my eternal spirit that is dead and his spirit of life fuses, infuses my dead spirit with his life and with his holiness. It is the Holy Spirit of the Lord God Almighty. And so, in that relic of Eden that is the only place potentially compatible with the eternal God, he comes and indwells my spirit and makes it holy so that we can return to him. Here in Eden, we have perfect man that was created. He was created in perfection. Here at the cross, we have perfect man with a capital P, a perfect man with a capital M and a capital P. And when we return to the tree of life, we are returning as perfected man, made holy once more, because we never sealed our condition with the eternal tree of life. And he has made it possible for us to return and stand now under the shadow of the tree of resurrection. It's a whole different way of doing things. And that's what we'll be covering next time, or the time after that. That it creates a whole different life system. Now, what I want to end with here or head toward the ending, is that just as I believe that the tree of death and the tree of life were laws that were immutable, and I, you can understand that they're laws because they're universal, they cover all mankind, they cover the planet, they cover people, and it's irrevocable. If I believe that the tree of resurrection represents a law of resurrection, a third law. And if it does, then it has to be universal and it has to be irrevocable, eternal. It has to cover the same parameters that those first two trees covered. 
Turn to John 5. In John 5, verse 28 and 29, Christ says, Don't marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all, underline all, that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth those that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and those that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Resurrection affects all mankind. All will come forth out of their graves. All will be resurrected. 1 Corinthians 15. If I can get over there. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 21. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, shall all resurrect. Resurrection is universal. And it is forever. And it is unchangeable. It's just the direction that people go in this resurrection law. And it covers not only man, turn to Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. There is a new earth where there is no more, there are no more tears. There is no more sorrow. There is no more suffering. Verse chapter 22, verses 1 and 2 and 3. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, there was a tree of life, which bore twelve kinds of fruit and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. The planet is not only changed, the nations are changed. The nations are healed. What does that look like? I don't know. Except they live in peace. I do know that. And there shall be no more curse. The curse is finished. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Now you turn over to Revelation 10, which goes to what, Leanne, you were alluding to. Verse 6 and 7. 
And this angel swore by him that lives forever and ever, who creates heaven and the things that are therein. This is the sounding of the seventh angel, okay? Now, in 1 Corinthians and in um, 1 Thessalonians, this, uh, Paul says, at the last trump, the dead in Christ shall rise. At the last trumpet. The seventh trumpet in Revelation is the last trumpet. When that sounds, the dead on earth will rise in Christ first. And then we which are alive and remain will be taken up too. Last trumpet. So here's the sounding of the last trumpet. And um, he swore by uh, God and, uh, who, made, who created heaven and the things that are therein and the earth and the things that are in it and the sea and the things that are in it. Now the King James has this different than yours, but I'm going to read King James on purpose because I think it's more significant. That there should be time no longer. Yours will say delay, and that's appropriate. It's not inappropriate to come up with the word meaning of delay. There is no more delay. Yes, at the sound of the seventh trumpet, it's all, he's coming quickly. All heaven is breaking loose on earth. But there shall be time no more. I think this is the end of the ending of the curse. There is no more time. There is no more eroding away. It is all finished. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God is finished. I think there, at the sounding of the seventh trumpet, we have emerged and come out from under the shadow of the tree of death. It has been finished. The law has been completely finished and done away with. The law of death. We're no longer under its shadow we're no longer at that point even under resurrection. We're coming into a whole new covenant, an everlasting covenant of peace. But I think in Revelation 10 is when we see that we are emerging from the shadow of this tree of death. It is no more. You don't see a tree of death, a choice again in heaven in the uh, Omega paradise. Why is it that we don't have a choice? We don't see a choice here in Omega Paradise. Yes, an evil has been assigned to its eternal damnation, but we've also made our choice in the most arduous place, the most difficult place. We chose him. We don't have to choose him again. That option of falling away and changing our mind is gone. It is sealed forever. Our yes has been sealed. There is no more choice. We made it here. And he doesn't give us any option to reverse gears. Yes. We see. That's right. And, and there is no separation now between us and God in any way, shape, or form. We have re-entered. The tree of life is restored to us. There is no tree of death anymore. It's been 
finished. And so in Revelation 11, verse 15, and the seventh angel sounds, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. The world has been returned, resurrected from the dead and returned to eternal life. The planet, if you, if you look at Isaiah, if I can ever find Isaiah instead of Jeremiah, um, Isaiah 6, I believe it's 6, um, it might be 11, but I'm doing an aside here, so let me go to 6 and see if that's it. Probably not. Let me go on over to 11 where it says when the earth, here it is. Start with verse 6, I guess. And the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the goat, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And up above there it says, when the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord, uh, this shall happen. When the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord, the animal kingdom has no enemies. There are no natural enemies in the animal kingdom in the new, hev- in the new earth when the earth is full of the knowledge of the Lord. The earth has been retrieved. The plant kingdom has been retrieved. The animal kingdom has been retrieved. And mankind has been retrieved as a result of the tree of resurrection. It is a law. And it has certain ways of living and doing that we'll be looking at later. It has certain approaches to pain and suffering that we will look at later. It is a law. And we'll be looking at the nature of the law. That's it. That's it. Because going through the shadow of death and the resurrection and choosing them, the fact that life is better. Yeah. The resurrection life of Christ was more powerful and boundless than the life he had before the grave. And what you're saying is our life and the experience and the existence from this point forward in resurrection life will be greater and grander than it would have been before. Because we chose him through faith. There we are. In the beginning he gave it to us. And just like Jesus, Jesus chose through faith in his father to go through death. There we are. And so that and that's part of the fellowship of his suffering is where we choose to stand beside him as he chose to do what his father asked him to do. We are choosing him. It is a fellowship of suffering that creates a transformed life. All of that has to do with the law of resurrection. I mean, it calls it the tree of life, but then it's on both sides of the river. 
That's real interesting, Patty. That, I need to really think on that. And it's for the healing of the nations. That, that tree of life is. So your thought is that maybe in a sense that's the tree of resurrection. In, in other well, words, it's grafted, mm -hmm, I mean, on either side of the river. Jesus Christ is the resurrection and it would be grafted. I mean, it would make sense. I never understood why it was one tree, the tree of life. But if you read it, it says. On both sides. Both sides. Both sides of the river. Resurrection and life. Oh my. That is so neat what you just said. And you know, it may well be that. <laughs> Are there any questions or other comments? I mean, uh, how does this hit you? I think it has the capacity to be so transformational if we catch it. And if we understand the law of resurrection and how it means we are to live and why we turn the other cheek, why we do these things that our native instincts rail against. It has to do with resurrection. It's our choice. Yes, it is. And that uh, not one sparrow falls that he does not know. We don't understand that. But what we can know is that he is a God who loves. He is a God who is faithful. And even when our senses and our logic and our reason cry against that and can't see that, our faith in him can declare that. Let's pray. Oh Lord, our God, we, with Paul, declare that the mind of man has not conceived nor the eye of man beheld. The amazing, majestic, glorious things that you have in store for them who love you. Lord, we believe, help thou our unbelief. We love you. Help us to love.